everyone and welcome to the Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast family show. We have a special guest for you today and if there's any interruption with the internet, um, it's because we have snow and the lights have gone out in a lot of areas and uh, just I just smile, nod, power through. So we're going to get through this. Okay. The one, the only, the amazing, the intelligent, Carol Boston is here today. Hi, Carol. Hey, Pink. How you doing? I'm doing fabulous. I'm excited. It's been really cold, so we're not used to this kind of weather, but um, we are surviving. <laughs> uh, tell us about uh, the Queen of Reframe, and then we'll talk about Boss Up. Okay. Uh, the Queen of Reframe came about a little, just a little bit about my story. I'm an ex-collegiate and professional tennis player who then spent almost 26 years very successfully in sales in corporate America. And one of the things that people that follow me hear me talk on is that sometimes you have to trust in someone else's vision for you until you can believe it for yourself. And it's happened three pivotal times in my life. It's how I got a tennis scholarship to college. It's how I got from, and we're going to talk a little bit about these short stories, how I got from Louisiana to Florida to have this amazing business uh, sales career. And then it's how I became a professional speaker. Mm. So I was raised in between two boys in a very competitive mm. household, right? Mm. I knew how to play football, baseball, and basketball. And when I was 13, one time my dad said to me, let's go play tennis. And I said, what's that? Mm. He goes, oh, it's a lot like baseball. You just swing it. You can do this. Mm. And I tried and I couldn't, and I was embarrassed. Mm. And I went up to the net and I put the racket down and I looked at my dad. I said, don't you ever ask me to do this again. You brought me out here to embarrass me. And two years later, at the age of 15, I noticed that my friends from the swim team would go down and play tennis in between practice. Now, I told you I was raised competitive and I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Right mm -hmm. now, we didn't have money. We didn't belong to a country club. So this is way before your time, Pink. We had those wood, old, small wooden rackets. Right. Cool. They don't have those today. <laughs> so I got a racket and I would go down and I would listen to the pro teach the other kids. My mind was a sponge. And one of the things I thought was if I can get those kids who are way better than me to play with me, I'll get better. Mm. And I, I want you to think about that because I help my clients with that today, my entrepreneurs. It's the very same thing. Who are the top five people you're surrounding yourself with to help you get, yes, get better? Absolutely. And so, and so also what I did is not only get them to play with me, but that pro notice I kept showing up. It was at a public court, right? And so what he did, believe it or not, is he built this stand, if you will. And it was a wooden stand, and he would put it on, on Saturday and Sunday morning, 6 a.m. I was the only one down there, right? All my friends went out partying. And I would get a big grocery cart full of tennis balls. And he would put that apparatus, if you will, in the service box. And if I served correct, think about this. He set it up so that I, I learned how to serve and volley without having anybody else on the other side of the court. Wow. I actually made it on the high school team and I played number six and I was excited because mm. only the, only the top six get to play singles. Mm. Now, guess what? Now I'm playing with girls who are way better than me. <laughs> they all belong to Piermont Oaks country club. They all started when they were five and they came from money and Jerry Montgomery was their coach. Okay. And Jerry had a vision for me. Now he knew I couldn't afford him, mm -hmm. but every once in a while he would call me up and he'd say, Hey, Carol, I'm going to work on Lauren's forehand today. You want to come return forehands? And I'm like, yeah. 
And one time he was coaching Kay McDaniel. She was number 10 in the world at the time, like six foot two, 170 pounds. There was little old me, right? Mm-hmm. And he invited me to the indoor courts, the fast courts. Cool. And she was serving pink. I came home with bruises all over me. I couldn't even get out of the way fast enough, but I was determined at the end of my junior year, my dad, now my dad is very Southern. And my dad says to me, he says, now Carol, you better get a job or you better get an academic scholarship. I ain't sending you to college. Mm. And I said, but dad, I said, but dad, I'm going to get a tennis scholarship. And he paused and he kind of looked down his nose at me. And he said, like I said, get a job. Or get an academic scholarship. But somebody else had a vision for me. Yeah. That I could do it. And I trusted in that vision. And I kept on. And I actually ended up getting three full scholarship offers. But they weren't to the school I wanted to go to. I wanted to be an LSU fighting tiger. And they only offered me a half scholarship. Mm. But I took out a loan. Mm -hmm. And off I went. And guess what? I started at number six again. Mm. And at least I was getting to play with girls way better than me. And I had a pretty good freshman year. And one of the things I teach and talk to my clients about today is, is that I bring the discipline of what it takes to be a professional athlete cool. with the savvy from a 26-year sales career to bear on my clients. And it's, it's, it helps them get great results. Cool. But think about this. I look back on my past, mm. and there was a lot of things that I was doing to propel me into being a leadership coach, a business mm. leadership coach. So there I was at the end of my freshman year and all of my peers on the team took the summer off and I didn't, I got on the 21 and under tour and I toured all summer long and I practiced a lot with the men, right? Cause they hit the ball a lot harder and faster and I was working and I came back in August. And here's one of the things I learned when you want to become a professional, whether it's in your business, in your life, sometimes you have to work when everybody else is resting. It doesn't mean that you're a workaholic and you never rest, but you have to really choose your times because guess what happened? We had tryouts mm. for my sophomore year, and I went from number six to number two. Wow. And within, within three months, I went from number two to number one, and guess what? I got a full scholarship. Yay. Full. That's amazing. And for the next three and a half years, I was also the team captain. I played number one and was team captain. Wow. So because someone held that vision for me. Yeah. Fast forward real quick. Off the pro tour, got married, spring of 87, I'm going through a divorce. Now, I know I don't want to be a tennis teaching professional my whole life. Wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And my car caught on fire. Mm -hmm. And the insurance wouldn't pay for it. Mm -hmm. What what do you think I did? I called my dad. He's in the insurance business, right? Mm -hmm. So I called my dad. And he says, now, Carol, you know I don't sell that kind of insurance. (laughs) But if you come home, I have somebody to help you get a car, even without a job. So off I went, got a new car, my first new car over to Dallas, Texas. And I lived with my cousin. She was head of personnel for Neiman Marcus. Mm. And this is going to be a second pivotal time that I trusted in someone else's vision for me. So this is in 87 when the government had broken up AT&T and the baby bell monopoly and competition came in, right? The birth of MCI, the birth of Sprint and all these companies. Okay. I got hired by a company called Metro Media Communications. And she said, will you come in and meet my boss, the vice president tomorrow? And I said, sure. And I went in and pink, she interviewed me and then she sat back and she looked me up and down and she says, okay, I'll see you in Miami Mm. in a week. And I said, no, you won't. (laughs) Now, mind you, I needed a job. And I said, you have an office in Dallas. I'm interviewing in Dallas. My friends from the tennis tour are in Dallas and my family's three and a half hours away. I'm working in Dallas. 
Wow. Pretty ballsy, huh? <laughs> Very. <laughs> and she said to me, I need somebody really strong in Miami in a week. And I said, how do you know I'm strong? I've never done this before. She got really quiet. She sat back again and she said, just trust me mm. and be there in a week. And so I did. Mm. And that's what led to a 26 year successful sales career for Fortune 100 companies. Wow. That's and amazing. So that's, that's one of the things I do for my clients yeah. is I hold the vision for them. There hasn't been a single person that sat in front of me, whether they hired me or not, that knew who they were truly created to be. And I, my, my next book that's coming out pink is going to be called, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar and we're all in a jar. Right. But, but I tell my clients, I can read your label and I can help you write a new label Mm -hmm. and together we'll throw an anchor into your future. So you can let go of that story Mm. from the past. So there I was 26 years into my career, sold over $70 million in revenue. You think I help my clients with sales? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, I'd walked across the stages, got me awards. I was like, I can do this in my sleep sure. until, until the day I got that call. And they told me they were cutting my territory by 80%. Oh, wow. I'm like, 80%? I've been building this territory for six and a half years. Wow. I was a weird salesperson, Pink, because I love structure. Okay. And I'm a rule follower, which is not true for most salespeople. <laughs> and I love large corporate structure. But a friend of mine whispered in my ear about an opportunity, a small company. And I thought, let me go see what it's about. And I did. And they interviewed me twice. They doubled my base salary plus commissions. And they gave me a director title. I thought I could just see the new possibilities. Now, I negotiated a vacation up front in my contract because I'd already paid for it. So there I was six weeks into this new job on vacation, being what I thought was a good employee Mm -hmm. at the time and staying in touch with my boss, the CEO. And he sent me an email and asked my opinion on something. And I replied right back. And then I waited. Hmm. And I waited because he usually replies right back. And I said, well, what the heck? So we went out. We enjoyed our day. Came in from dinner and drinks. And my phone went ding. Hmm. Carol, Carol Boston, you've got mail. And here's what it said. It said, Carol, comma, that's what you really think. And it had five question marks behind it. Wow. Then it, then it said, don't bother coming into this office on Monday. When your vacation is over, you're done here. Hmm. I was like, what? I just got fired in an email? Hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I, I was asked for that opinion. Yeah. Came back, to, came back to Florida, had an interview the very next day. And I interviewed all over this country. I was flown California, Texas, Chicago, Atlanta, cool. sometimes four interviews deep. Wow. Couldn't get a job. Oh. I thought how ironic that I can sell $70 million worth of business for somebody else. And I can't close a deal to get myself a job. Yeah. Now, faith is my foundation, and that's where I go. And I'll be candid. I did this for so long, I depleted my 401k. I was mm-hmm. determined to get a job. Why was that? I was in my jar. Yeah. I saw myself as buttoned up corporate, and that's all I knew. Yeah. So there I was in my prayer time, and I'm like, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was at that point. I was yelling. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, you created me. You know I'm not cut out to own my own business. I do not want to be an entrepreneur. you got to help me find a good job. Mm. And literally two weeks to the day from that prayer, I got an email out of the blue from a woman that I met one time out of town at a conference. Pink, she gifted me a $3,500 ticket 
to go to Los Angeles to study at Guerrilla Business School. Okay. Now, my God has a sense of humor, right? Because yeah. Guerrilla Business School was a foundational school for entrepreneurs. Wow. So I figured, I don't know what I don't know. So off I went to Los Angeles. And that put me on this journey mm-hmm. um, to becoming a coach and a professional speaker. But two things I really learned there uh, that put me on this specific path that I'm on mm-hmm. was empowering questions and leadership. And very few people, I talked to a business coach, 25 years he's been a business coach. Mm-hmm. 10 times longer than me. He could not articulate how to craft a true empowering question. And most people can't do it and they don't understand it. Mm. They don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But I studied with some of the best, like Nierka, Michael Strasner, uh, John Maxwell, Lisa Nichols. But here's the key thing. This was in 2015, May of 2015. And let's fast forward to fall of 2017. And I had two coaching certifications, Pink. And I was still in resistance. I was holding on to three services, very unique services. And I was still trying to do what? Sell those into HR in corporate America. Mm. And I had to realize that I was doing that because it was what? It was familiar. Yeah. Comfortable. It was No, no. Familiar. That's what I learned. Familiar. Comfortable and familiar is very different. I was oh, not comfortable. Okay. I wasn't really making any money. I was scattered because I didn't have a single singular focus. Okay. And I learned that it was familiar, but it was uncomfortable. Uh. And the other thing I learned, you got to get out of your comfort zone to grow. And another thing is, and this is important for everybody in your audience, there's a big difference between being committed and being convicted. Because think about it. People decommit all the time, don't they? They go, I'm into this marriage for life until the day I'm not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you're convicted, you will not rest until you get it done. Yes. And you understand that your courage and your convenience and your conviction don't live on the same block. They're not even in the same zip code. So what did I have to do? I had to get rid of those three services and I had to get singularly focused and be all in. And as of January 2018, I was all in, even though people know me sometimes as a reluctant entrepreneur, because (laughs) that's kind of what I was. Um, and that first year in, that first year in, back in 2018, mm-hmm. I think if somebody had offered me a job in their company to be a coach and they were going to do everything else, I would have probably hopped on it, mm. right? Because what would it have done? Taking me back to my familiarity mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is making the decision. Somebody else is setting the structure. Somebody else is setting the rules. I just have to go perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, so fast forward, here we are, to uh, 2021. Um, uh, my clients get amazing, amazing results. One of the things I'm going to share with your audience, because I know that you said a lot of them are stay at home moms, Mm -hmm. is that the work that I do in leadership is not just because people have a business. It in personal leadership impacts everything you do. Mm -hmm. And there's power in choice. There's power in choice. And the very first thing I work on with all, all of my clients is clarity. Because clarity is power. And there hasn't been anybody that sat in front of me that knew who they were truly created to be. And I'd love to give you a quick example. And then you can keep me on track for time to talk about the book in a few minutes. Hmm. But I had a client uh, She had, back in 2018, right after I, after I was all in, guess what? I got clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, female family lawyer had been in business for four years and One of the things I do that's very personalized and customized is help my clients craft 
empowered statements of who they were truly created to be because it's biblical. God says, call things that aren't as though they are. We must believe and then we see. And it's powerful when I get my clients to do this. So one of the statements I crafted for her was, I am a powerful CEO of a fast-growing law firm. She couldn't even spit the statement out. She looked at me and said, I can't say that. My business isn't growing. Why the hell do you think I hired you to grow my business? And so when the leap is too big from Mm -hmm. where they think they are, right, their limited beliefs, their limited thinking, their blocks, to who they were truly created to step into, this is a writer downer for your audience because they can use this in goal setting. Mm -hmm. You put a little phrase in front of it that says, I give myself permission to consider. Mm -hmm. And that's where she started. And I don't know if it was three months later or whatever. She was in my six-month program. She walked in. I had an office back then. She walks in one day, and she stands up tall, and she says, I'm a powerful CEO of a fast-growing law firm. And if you go to my website, you will see her testimony. And her testimony says in this, think about this, the phrase that I crafted for her to step into, in the six-month working with me, she got more clients than she had gotten in the first four years of having her own practice. Mm. Because what? She embodied being a powerful CEO of a fast-growing law firm. I mean, we did a lot of other things. Actually, we were were very progressive with her. This is long before COVID. And part of my business plan for her was to get rid of the brick and mortar, get rid of her in-house paralegal. And we took her virtual with two virtual paralegals. She was happy as a pig in mud. (laughs) Saved saved money, made more money, had more time. Yeah. 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 And here's one thing I'll give your audience. Is that, and especially you moms out there, mm-hmm. listen, I don't have any kids, but I had parents. We all had parents, right? Mm-hmm. So either, either you've done this to your kids or you had it done to you, because I know I did. Let's say your child comes home and they have a grade on their report card mm-hmm. that you really don't like, right? Most parents, I know mine did, why did you get that grade? And the first thing you're going to do as a child is what? You're going to defend your position. An empowering question never, ever, ever starts with the word why. That's a writer downer. Why brings in defensiveness, which brings in the ego, which brings in emotions. And when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. It is true for every human being. Now, I want you to think, you parents out there, mm-hmm. I want you to think about rephrasing. Maybe your child came home late from curfew. Maybe they don't have to, Maybe they didn't do their chores. Stop asking them why. It does nothing but get you in an argument because one of you is trying to be right. Yeah, that's so true. Ask your child a question like this when they bring home that grade you don't like. And an empowering question has to be specific and time-bound. Yeah. You ask that child, what one thing, you only want one, what one thing could you do differently next semester to improve upon that grade? Sure. You think you'd have a different conversation? Yeah. Absolutely. And if that child, if that child thinks up the answer, they're way more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. That's an empowering question. Absolutely. Wow. You have brought some really amazing points. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, the fact that you had these people believe in you, uh, you know, from a, a younger, a young age up until, you know, later on in life is really wonderful because some people don't have somebody that believes in them, right? What would you say to somebody that has nobody that believes in them, for example? I'd say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. 
One, start trying to find them. Mm. And number two, in order to find them, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. You see, so often, and here's, here's a powerful thing. Often, especially with entrepreneurs or with, with somebody that doesn't have a business, but they, they, they have a passion, they have a desire to do something, right? And we want our family and our close friends to lift us up, to believe in us. Mm-hmm. And very often, just like my dad did not believe I could get a tennis scholarship, did he? He didn't support me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very often, the people that we think would support us don't. Maybe they're scared for us. They don't want us to fail. They don't want us to get hurt. But let me tell you something. God didn't give your vision to them. Yes. He gave it to you. That's right. Right? Yeah. I had a mentor back in 2007, Keith Cunningham, amazing man. He wrote the book, uh, Keys to the Vault. Mm-hmm. And he taught me several things. But here's this. He said, Carol, you got to get in line and you got to stay in line. Mm-hmm. The question is, how long can you hold the vision? And he said, and here's what you have to know, is that everybody starts at the back of the line. Mm-hmm. So right? true. So true. We can't compare ourselves, our chapter one with somebody else's chapter 30. Sure. So if, if you have a hard time believing yourself, I'm going to tell you, get on a call with me, mm-hmm. right? Get on a call with me. I have clients who didn't believe they could step up and do it. And they've done amazing things. Exactly. Amazing things. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, is they don't truly understand what confidence is about. You see, people think a confidence is a feeling and it's not. Right. And that's one of the key things I help all my clients. I got a text recently from one of my past clients from 2019. It's about this long. I read it yesterday on my Facebook Live. <laughs> His confidence is through the roof. He said, one of the reasons I hired you is I didn't have any confidence. I never stepped out of my comfort zone. Mm. And he said, I have more confidence now than I have ever had. And the tools that you gave me, especially the empowering questions that you gave me, he goes, I now know that I am never stuck. And he goes, it's empowering. He goes, not only did you grow my business and my finances, but you helped me become a better leader in my role at church, a better leader with my spouse and my kids. And that's what I'm all about, right? Mm -hmm. Lifting people up so they can reach their full potential. Awesome. Awesome. Did that answer your question? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. So let's talk about Boss Up. Tell me about how that started and uh, where people can purchase it now. Even though the link is in the description, y'all can purchase it now. But let's talk about it and give it a voice. Absolutely. This is my first book, and it's a collaboration. It's 16 women who have bossed up. It's, man, you've got to read these stories. Mm -hmm. We did a summit, and I got to hear these women just like they heard me do my talk. I... I heard them and some of them even move you to tears, what they've overcome and how they are turning that around to help other people. So this is one in a series of six. And this one is, is this one is about women who boss up in health, wealth and wellness to create the life that they love. Absolutely. And they're going to give you secrets. We, you all, you get secrets from all of us about how you can step into this and how you can do this and how you know you're not alone. Sometimes people in my tribe will hear me say, Yana, right? <laughs> Y-A-N-A, you are not alone. Mm. You're not alone. And it, just empowering, empowering stories. Mm. Um, come follow us. Everybody's, you know, doing amazing things. But I loved it because... First off, I thought, well, this is cool. Boston, who bosses up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I kind of thought about me and my personal name. But I thought it's really true. To step up into leadership, 
to not give up in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I could come back and talk for an hour just because since July 30th of 2019 to today, God has seen fit for me to move eight times now, eight times mm-hmm. after living in a house for 26 years. Oh, wow. And yet I can, I continue to stay focused and to stay in service because that's what it's all about. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. So go buy this book. The link is below. And here's what I'm going to offer. I'm going to offer this to the first five people in your community that do this. Okay. There's also a link below. Whoever buys my book, Mm -hmm. take a screenshot of that receipt, go into my calendar link and book. I'm going to call it, uh, it, it's it's a clarity to cash call with Carol. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. Clarity to cash call. Awesome. It's it's a 30 minute call. We're going to get you clear on what's keeping you stuck and talk about a strategic action plan that we can put together yeah. to get you to where you say you want to go. And it doesn't have to be just necessarily in business. So you're going to get that free 30 minute call. It's a $300 value yeah. just for buying the book. Let's and do it for go. the first five people that get it done. And go. I work with action takers. I don't know how quickly people listen to your podcast, but I typically say I'll, I'll do this for 24 to 48 hours. But what I'll do for your, your group, um, I'll do it to the end of the week. Whoever goes in and signs up, first five. You heard it Come. here first. First five to purchase the book gets a strategic phone call with Carol Boston. You cannot pass this up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, tell us, you said that it's the first in a series of six. What are the other editions going to be? Um. This is the second in the series of six. The okay. first came out in November. Ours hit international best-selling status in January. Right now, the book is on pre-order. Just know when you order, it's, it's, it's still a few weeks out. But I tell you what I'll also do. If you are one of the first five that go do it, I'll autograph it for you mm-hmm. and ship it to you. I'll That's autograph good. it for you. She's going to have women who boss up women of color, women who boss up Asian women, women who boss up mompreneurs. Yeah. And for the life of me, I can't figure out what, I can't remember what the last one is. Sure. But she's doing incredible things and she's teaching us because she actually did it. She's a best-selling author. Okay. She's also a business coach. But she's teaching us who joined her in this program how to take that book and turn it into six figures in 12 months. Oh, yeah. And so that's what we're all trying to do. Absolutely. Wow. This is so cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for uh, being here and for being so cool and giving us so much hope and refilling our faith and uh, helping us to believe in ourselves. Yes. That's really important. It's important to, um, you know, I didn't have a very supportive family and so I had to wake up, get up, stay up, keep up. (laughs) Yep. Boss up. Boss up. (laughs) All on my own, girl. I mean, obviously, there were people around me that were like, yeah, 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 you know, keep doing it, keep doing it. But it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't who I thought it should have been. It wasn't my parents. It wasn't, you know, my, you know, family, extended family. It was people I met on Facebook that were believing in me. And that's really super cool. And I appreciate that. And I'm very grateful and so well, thank you. Nick, so I want you and whoever else is listening, come join me in my Facebook group year with no fear year with no fear. I didn't send you that link. I can year with no fear. We're just kicking it off. We're going to be giving you some amazing tools and tips and strategies, and techniques in that group. There's going to be some great things going on there. 
there's actually a freebie in there right now. Nice. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a fire hose and because I've given you so many things, but <laughs> you can join the group and, and get five empowering questions to jumpstart your 2021. But cool. a piece of encouragement to those who are in your shoes. Mm-hmm. And I applaud you mm-hmm. on taking that courage and stepping up and every day and keep going. But for those of you who might be a little discouraged, Pink picked on some, picked up on something that's very important to me. I am all about restoring hope. Mm. I'm all about restoring hope. Every one of my clients will tell you they that's are great. so hopeful now. Not only confident, but hopeful. Absolutely. But I would tell you, all you need to focus on is taking the next step. Mm-hmm. You don't have to see the whole picture. I believe for me that God gives me a lamplight for my feet only because all I need to do is see the next step. Yeah. Take the next step and trust. You've got it. Everything you need is inside you. Mm -hmm. You just don't know how to get it out. And that's why I encourage you to hire a good coach. Every coach needs, everybody needs a coach. I've coached, right? Mm Because we can't see our own stuff. That's why I'm going to, that's why I'm going to write about you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the jar. Get out of the jar. You know, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, you're right about everything and the difference between, uh, familiarity and uh, comfortableness is so true because um, there's just a huge difference and you, you hit the nail on the head. So thank you so much, Carol Boston, for being here. Everybody follow Carol Boston. Her um, social medias are all at the Carol Boston. So make sure that you follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, uh, wherever else you are. Don't forget Carol Boston. She's the one. She's the one to go to. Thank you so much for being here. Remember what we say at the Pink Cloud Nine podcast. No cyberbullying. No bullying. No being mean to other people. Be nice to other people and be nice to yourself. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Accept yourself. Flaws and all. Nobody is perfect. And take time to donate to children's charities and the elderly. They need love too. Thank you so much, Carol Boston, for being here. Thank you and blessings to you and your community. Thank you. You too.